0: Good morning and good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Before Coffee. Let's get started on our adventure here. Hello, good morning.
1: Morning. Let me see what's going on here. All right, all right. I'm missing light. Almost there. Uh.
0: Bright and shining and new.
1: If you say so (laughs) Alright man, I got three stories Let me make sure they're loaded Actually I got four
0: You got a bonus story, huh?
1: Uh, I got two short stories So I'll make them one We'll call it, uh, what's it, Wednesday?
0: Yes Wednesday Let's call
1: it Weird Wednesday Okay Because they're they're odd stories Alright, ready?
0: Yeah, I'm ready Right on, let's go. Today on Before Coffee. EU accused of staggering neglect after just 271 Afghans resettled across the block.
1: North Korea fails on an attempt to launch its first spy satellite.
0: Macron to call for European strategic awakening after Ukraine invasion.
1: UAE heading to asteroid belt as it announces new space mission.
0: British paddleboarder killed by lightning strike was told to get out of the water.
1: And in Weird Wednesday stories, we have a race down a hill and we have an Indian official draining a reservoir. Today, the last day of May, May 31st, 2023 edition of Before Coffee.
0: Let's get into our first story today. Just 271 Afghans were resettled in the EU in 2022. 0.1% of the 270,000 identified in need of permanent protection. Leading charity, the International Rescue Committee accused EU leaders of staggering neglect of Afghan refugees, with many remaining trapped in prison-like conditions on Greek islands. In a damning report, report, the International Rescue, Rescue Committee claims EU member states have consistently failed to deliver a legal resettlement promise, leaving many Afghans who did not reach the EU borders vulnerable all over again. It claims that not a single person has arrived under a scheme established in Germany in 2021 to resettle up to 1,000 Afghans a month, while Italy has taken just half the refugees it promised. Between 2021 and 2022, about 41,500 Afgh- Afghans at risk were admitted to the EU, many through ad hoc emergency evacuations in August of 2021. Some countries have not taken any Afghans at all since Kabul fe- fell and the country was taken over by the Taliban, according to its reports. Two years on, Afghans still lack pathways safely into the EU. The The authors of the report found that more than 90% of Afghans supported by the IRC's mental health teams in Lesbos and Athens experienced symptoms of anxiety, 80% 80 experienced depression in the year of March 2023. David Miliband, head of International Rescue Committee, said this report highlights staggering neglect of Afghans by the member states of the European Union, which puts them at risk of at every step of their journeys in search of protection, he said, the welcome EU member states showed to more than eight million people fleeing Ukraine showed its capacity to deliver. There is simply no excuse for treating Afghans and refugees forced from their homes elsewhere any differently. But of course, there are reasons, and it's racism. Those people have melanin. Ah, uh,
1: They're goat herders. They
0: might, they might like freaking a different religion. I'm scared. The A IRC report focused man. on the lack of the safe paths from refugees, but not do not appear to reflect the wider efforts made in countries like Germany to support Afghans. In March, the German official of National Statistics, Status announced that 286,000 Afghan nationals arrived and were registered in the country in 2022. However, it has faced local criticism that has act, that has acted too slow on its promises. One refugee interviewed for the IRC report said she had high hopes for resettlement in Germany, but the process, which was stressful, took two and a half years. Waiting for an answer was a very difficult and anxious time for me, as I was without my two children in this foreign country whose culture I did not know. I had no choice but to wait and hope that one day I would be able to offer my children a safe life here. The IRC called on EU member states to scale up protection pathways and aims to resettle 42,500 Afghan refugees over the coming five years at a minimum. The IRC suggests the UK, which is under constant criticism for failing to deliver on resettlement schemes, is doing better than many EU states. How ironic since they're so incredibly anti-refugee right now. British government data updated last week showed indefinite leave to remain has been given to just under 13,000 Afghans under two UK resettlement and relocation programs. This was a story from Lysso Carroll, the Brussels correspondent at The Guardian.
1: So who's leading the way? Is it UK?
0: No, Germany is definitely leading the way.
1: Germany, right? But the uh-huh. UK
0: isn't... It, because this is The Guardian, right? It's a UK-based paper. Uh-huh. They're like, we're not doing bad either, okay? The other countries are. Don't look at us.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, do- we're doing, be- we're doing better than Belgium, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Right on. And <clears throat> I guess it's my story. Yep. North Korea fails on its attempt to launch its first satellite. This is from AP story. From uh, we'll give the author later. North Korea's attempt to put. The country's first spy satellite in the space failed Wednesday in a setback to leader Kim Jong-un's push to boost his military capabilities as tensions in the United States and South Korea rise. After its unusually quick admission, admission to failure, North Korea vowed to conduct a second launch after learning what went wrong with its rocket liftoff. It suggests Kim remains determined to expand its weapons arsenal to apply more pressure in Washington and Seoul while diplomacy is stalled, the satellite launch by North Korea is a violation of U.N. Security Council resolutions that ban the country from conducting any launch based on ballistic technology. Observers say North Korea's previous satellite launches help improve its long-range missile technology, although the latest launch likely was more focused on deploying a spy satellite. North Korea has already shown it may have the ability to strike all of the U.S. mainland after years of intercontinental ballistic missile test, yeah, striking the continent. Not accurately though, but they'll strike a continent.
0: And they'll hit somebody, and it probably they'll will hit, hit something who that's <laughs>
1: uh, perhaps a desert somewhere. I don't know. A newly developed Colombia one rocket, Colima one rocket, which was carrying the Mali one satellite, was launched at 6:31 a.m. At, at the North. Sohae Satellite Launching Ground in the Northwest. The rocket crashed off the Korean Peninsula's western coast after it lost thrust following the separation of its first and second stages, the North's official Korean Central Agency said. It said the country's space agency will investigate defects revealed in the launch, take urgent measures to overcome them, and conduct the second launch as soon as possible through various various part tests. Wednesday's launch prompted brief evacuation alerts in South Korea and Japan. Seoul's military said it boosted military readiness and coordination with the United States and Japan, said it, it prepared to respond to any emergency. South Korea's military said it, the rocket had an abnormal flight before it fell in the waters. Japan's Chief Cabinet Secretary, Hirokazu Matsuno, told reporters that no object was believed to have reached space. Adam Hodge, the spokesperson of the U.S. National Security Council, said in a statement that Washington strongly condemns the North Korea's launch because it was banned ballistic missile technology, raised tensions, and risked destabilizing security in the region and beyond. Hodge said the United States urges North Korea to return to talks and cease its provocative actions. He said the U.S. will take all necessary measures to insert in the security of American homeland and defense of South Korea and Japan. The U.N. imposed economic sanctions on North Korea over its previous satellite and ballistic missile launches. But China and Russia, permanent Security Council members, now locked in confrontation with the U.S., have blocked attempts to toughen sanctions over Pyongyang's recent test Mu- Matsuno said North Korea repeated missile launches pose serious threats to the peace and safety of Japan, the region, and international community. Japanese Defense Minister Yatsaku Hamada said Japan plans to keep the missile defense system deployed to Japanese southern islands when the southwestern waters in place until June 11th, which is the end of North Korea's stated launch window. We've made preparations to respond to any possible emergency hamada said the South's capital city of seoul issued alerts over public speakers and cell phone text message telling residents to prepare for evacuation after the launch was detected japan activated a missile warning system in okinawa prefecture in southwestern japan in the rocket suspected path please evacuate into buildings or underground the alert said both alerts in okinawa and seoul were later lifted Seoul's defense ministry later released photos of white metal cylinder described as suspected rocket part. The South Korean military earlier said it was a salvaging an object presumed to be a part crashed part of the crash North Korean rocket in the waters 200 miles west of southwestern island of Eoktrungolgo. <laughs> okay there's a lot more to this story in other words they had not figured out rocket technology or lift to get it into space but eventually they will and uh they're apparently their spy satellite uh camera technology is kind of low tech so even the resolution is not going to be that great so even their spy satellite is going to be looking at stuff like wow that's really far away i wonder what it is your story
0: Hopefully nothing bad will come from it, but we never know because it is North Korea. And they are very uh,
1: strong in wanting
0: to take back South Korea, so we'll see what happens.
1: That's all I got going, man. In
0: French news, or I guess European diplomatic news, Emmanuel Macron is to make... A diplomatic push to reassure Central and Eastern European countries that France understands that the continent's security environment has been permanently changed by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Macron has been viewed with suspicion across Eastern Europe, especially in Poland, as someone who sees Russia as ultimately part of Europe's security architecture and wants to use the war in Ukraine to boost European defense autonomy in a way that loosens Europe's security ties to the US. In a speech to a security forum in the Slovakian capital, Bratislava, on Wednesday, Macron will call for a strategic awakening to highlight the work France has done to protect NATO's eastern flank, including posting 1,250 1, French troops in Romania and 300 in Estonia. He also stressed the French role in unlocking the supply of battle tanks to Ukraine. At a meeting the following day in Moldova, He has largely engineered with fellow European leaders from inside and outside the EU, including Britain's Rishi Sunak. He will stress France's commitment to Ukraine's victory and say he will not tolerate a frozen conflict. An L.C. official said... What is striking is that it's not the first. This is the third war that Russia has been waging in 15 years, with Georgia in 2008, Ukraine in 2014, and Ukraine again in 2022. Officials accused Russia of laying down its abusive demands in the draft treaties of late 2021, where Russia proposed nothing short of the full decoupling of the European-American security. The neutralization of Ukraine and the organization or in organizing the vulnerability of the state neighboring Russia, all claims which cannot be accepted. Delcy pointed out that Macron had already sanctioned an increase of more than a third in France's planned defense spending for 2024 to 2030 or 2030. Sorry, the, compared with 2019 and 2025, Macron sees the increase as part of a sea change in the defense spending underway, with no prospect of an end to the new Cold War anytime soon. The President will argue that Europe, backed by EU funding, needs to do more to support its own armament production capacity and explore defense partnerships between member states. Macron is expected to warn of a deep and steady erosion of European strategic stability due to Russia's successive withdrawals from nuclear arms control treaties, as well as the recent stationing of Russian tactical nuclear weapons. As part of the response, France and Germany will host a military conference on the June, on June 19th focused on German proposal for European Sky Shield initiative. France will contend that Europe and NATO need not just stronger air defense, but a new deep precision strike cabili- capability. The proposal for developing this long-range capability for NATO was recently discussed at a Franco-British summit in Paris in March. French sources said this shows how Macron does not insist that stronger European defense capabilities are solely structured around the EU. The meeting in Moldova of the new European political community, EPC, a Macron brainchild, will gather 47 European leaders from inside and outside the EU, including Turkey. It will be the such meeting of this fledgling group. LC predicted that the family photo of so many European leaders showing their solidarity with two EU accession applicants, Ukraine and Moldova, would send a clear message to Russia. The re-elected Turkish president, Erdogan, is expected to attend the summit where he will be pressed to clarify his terms for lifting his veto on Sweden's membership of NATO. France would like Sweden to be able to join NATO at an organization's summit in july the summit will also consider the next stage of ukraine's application to join nato something france does not favor for some time okay so maybe they'll make a trade you let sweden join we'll let ukraine join okay the ebc due to meet twice a year is still in infancy and will focus on european security connectivity energy and cyber defense the next ebc will be hosted by spain later this year and another next year by the uk Alright, more organizations that can deliberate for 16 months and do nothing. Yay! I'm sure they'll do something someday. Uh, we'll see what happens with the EPC and uh, France. If freaking Macron will even have a position later let's because, all... you know, France has completely lost all trust in him, so.
1: Come on now. Come on everybody. Let's all get together. Let's Let's stop war. Yeah that's the goal is it my turn yeah all right on from al jazeera Uh, i don't have the author's name but maybe he didn't put it that's always possible uae heading to asteroid belt as it announces new space mission the spacecraft will travel to an asteroid called just that Justidia. Justidia. Better get used to that name. That could give insight into the genesis of the life on Earth. The United Arab Emirates is planning to send a spaceship to explore the solar system's main asteroid belt in order to unearth clues about the origins of life on Earth. The country unveiled plans for the Emirates' mission to the asteroid belt on Monday, hoping to launch the spacecraft. Once it's built in 2028 to study 7 asteroids. The 13 year project will take 6 years of development 7 years of exploration spanning more than 5 billion kilometers about 3 billion miles and surpassing Mars according to Dubai's ruler Sikh Mohammed bin Rashad al Maktoum. Let's shorten that somehow. The spacecraft is named MBR after the leader Mohammed bin Rashad Rashid. Rashid. Okay, there go. The remarkable journey will be 10 times the distance covered by the Hope probe, said Al Maktoum. Al Maktoum, I get his name right, referring to the AE, AE UAE mission to Mars in February 2021. The Hope probe gave the UAE the honor of being the first Arab country and second country ever to successfully enter Mars orbit. The latest spacecraft, this successful, will travel at a speed of 33,000 kilometers per hour, reaching six asteroids and terminating at a seventh one in 2034 called Justidia, which could give more insight into the genesis of life on Earth. This could happen through the study of the origins of organic, organic compounds like water, which have been found in some asteroids. Justidia, in particular, is believed to have a number of organic substances on its surface. It is one of the two reddest objects in the asteroid belt, and scientists don't really understand why it is so red, said Hur Al Mazmi, a science teacher at the UAE Space Agency Agency referring to Justidia. There are theories about it being originally from the Kuiper belt, in which there's much more red objects there. So that's one thing that we can study because it has the potential to be water rich as well. The Explorer will develop will be developed by private UAE startup companies and could be the start of a country's desire to extract resources from asteroids and even its ambitious goal of building a colony on Mars by twenty one seventeen. The the Gulf region has been innovating The in sector it has been innovating in the sector in recent years well that's obvious that's kind of a throwaway sentence the last two, the last week two saudi astronauts traveled to the international space station for the first time this came on the heels of uae astronaut sultan al Neyadi becoming the first arab to undertake a spacewalk last month in 2019 Hazza al-mansari from the uae became the first arab to reach the international space station And that is our story about the UAE and their space exploration. Instead of building them tiny islands, (laughs) they've they've stopped building them islands out there in the fricking water that nobody wants to live on. And now they're going to space. Right on.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh huh. In tragic tourist death news, we've got an article by Helena Smith in Athens. About a British paddleboarder who died getting struck by lightning, Scott Seddon's girlfriend repeatedly shouted "Come out!" when it became clear that 26-year-old from Liverpool was struggling in the waters off Agathi Beach. The woman, who had been named, who has not been named, was on land filming Seddon, an accomplished sportsman, with her mobile phone as a tragedy unfolded. I suddenly hear, heard her crying for help, said Wander Machado, a Brazilian footballer, who rushed into the sea to pull the burr in from the water. I administered first aid. At some point I could see him turning blue. He was trying to breathe, he told Greece's Mega TV. I thought he would come too. The girl was saying his name, she was saying I love you, I love you, and then suddenly his eyes closed. The 47-year-old said he instantly realized how crucial every second was, when he found Seldon face down in the water. Emergency services had attempted to resuscitate him. Seddon's parents own a villa close to Agathy Beach and local media reported that he was a popular figure in the area and respected for his spoken Greek. Rhodes Coast Guard officials had opened an inquiry taking testimony from beachgoers who witnessed the tragedy. The video footage of the accident captured by Seddon's distraught partner will, they say, be crucial to the investigation. Berenz's sentence at the island's general hospital said an autopsy would be conducted to determine the cause of death. I th- it's like, it's not like there was a murder, right? Oh, who killed him? The lightning. Lightning did. I get the autopsy to be like what actually initially caused death. You know, like, effisk- a or, you know, his heart exploded. I don't know. But, uh, it's really weird that they need the video footage of the accident. Are we sure it was a lightning strike? Uh mm-hmm. yeah, but okay, here's the video. Kinda weird. I'm just yeah. worried because a lot of those th- that kind of stuff ends up on like um dark web, like dark oh you web, wanna see yeah. people die? And I'm like, No, I don't wanna see that.
1: <laughs> you know the beheading videos get a million views right away. And on the
0: dark web, around. yeah. On Tuesday, questions were being asked as to why public warning had not been issued when the storm in the area had been forecast hours earlier. Roads has been hit by bad weather for several days, with downpours so heavy that severe da- damage, including leaky roofs, was reported at the departure hall of the island's international airport, according to local news outlets. Machado said, prior to the tragedy, he could see lightning bolts around the Briton surfboard in the belting rain. I turned to a friend, he said, recalling the moment he saw the tourist in the area and said, we should tell him to get out. Yeah, the thing about lightning is that you can tell it's about to come because all the hair in your body will start literally rising up. So if you're ever okay. in the middle of the sea on a boat or just surfboarding or paddleboarding and that happens to you, I don't freaking make it, make, recover, run, I don't know, go underwater. I have no idea. Just don't Act like do the, from the three stitches act just act. do something don't, don't just stand there going oh wow this is so cool I saw that on a video actually a bunch of tourists on a boat going whoa what hairs are standing like their actual hair like their short hair was standing straight up and they're like whoa that's that's so crazy why is that happening and then everyone in the comments is going all those people died
1: yeah, what did they yeah, do I'm in both- filming yeah. A boat on a lake is the highest profile thing on a flat surface, so yeah, yeah no, you're gonna get it's struck. It's the
0: closest thing to the ground, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Rest in peace, the can't. British
0: paddleboarder.
1: Lightning really can't, uh, strike water, so... It just disperses, right? <clears throat> hey! Hey! Today, in the weird Wednesday news... We have a section I just clicked on in oddities in AP, so we're going to use their stories, and there's a couple of interesting stories. Right on. Let's get to it. Indian officials suspended. Okay. Indian... Okay. Stop doing that to me. Okay. Indian officials suspended after he drains a reservoir to retrieve phone he dropped while taking selfie. <laughs> In New Delhi, this is... A government official in India India has been suspended from his job after he ordered a water reservoir to be drained so he could retrieve his smartphone, which he had dropped while taking a selfie. Food Inspector Rajesh Vishwas dropped his Samsung smartphone in Karkata Dam in the central Indian state of Chhattisgarh Last week, the Times of India newspaper reported... Vishwas was as ass- first asked local divers to jump in the reservoir to find his device claiming it contained sensitive government data but after the initial efforts to retrieve his smartphone failed he asked for the reservoir to be emptied using diesel pumps over the next three days more than two million liters of water were pumped out from the reservoir which is enough to irrigate at least 1500 acres of land during india's scorching summer local media reported in the videos that went viral on social media vishwas was is seen sitting under a red umbrella as diesel pumps run to drain water from the reservoir Bishwas told local media the water reservoir was unusable for irrigation and then he received permission from the senior official to drain it unusual for irrigate yeah unusual for irrigation nothing but it's had no value any- of any for anyone else i got it the smartphone was eventually retrieved but wouldn't even start because it was waterlogged Authorities later sus- suspended Vishwas after he was widely criticized for wasting water resources. India is one of the most water-stressed countries and extreme temperatures have led to severe water scarcity, causing cross- crop issues, forest fires, and cuts to power. So, some selfish douche nozzle decided his phone was worth saving and wasting 1,500... Wait, how many? How many? It was a lot. A lot of water. He drained a reservoir. And in other news, Rolling Thunder, contestants chase cheese wheel down a hill in chaotic UK race. In London, the big cheese of extreme UK sport events is back. Hundreds of spectators gathered Monday to watch dozens of racers chase a seven pound, three kilogram wheel of double Gloucester cheese down the near vertical Coppers Hill near Gloucester and Southwest England. The first racer to finish behind the fast-rolling cheese gets to keep it. The cheese-rolling race has been held in Cooper's Hill, about 100 miles west of London, since at least 1826. And the sport of cheese-rolling is believed to be much older. Did not know it was a sport, but I kind (laughs) of enjoy it. The tough and and rough-and-tumble event often comes with safety concerns. Few competitors manage to stay in their feet all the way down the 200-yard hill. And this year several had to be helped limping from the course. Canadian contestant Delaney Irving, nineteen, won the woman's race despite being briefly knocked unconscious. Oh, oh wow. no. <laughs> she state what I, I just remember he hit in my head and now I have the cheese, said Irving, who comes from N- N- Nanaimo, British Columbia. Mark Crolla, twenty-eight from Manchester, Northern England, won the first of several men's races, he asked how he helped how he had prepared he told reporters i don't think you can train for it can you it's just being an idiot your story i should say that in a british accent i don't think you can train for it it's just being an idiot i don't know that's a mild british accent (laughs) okay (laughs) that's the weird wednesday stories
0: indeed what an oddity all right i'm going in culture news we're gonna look at what minstrels really did in the medieval times What they were actually doing. Uh, This is an article by Sarah Shafi on The Guardian. Mad and offensive. Texts shed light on the role played by minstrels in medieval society. From mocking kings and priests to encouraging audiences to get drunk. Newly discovered texts in the National Library of Scotland have shed light on the role played by minstrels in medieval society. Containing the earliest records record recorded use of the term red herring in english the texts are part of a booklet known as the key manuscript dr james wade of the university of cambridge who discovered them said echoes of minstrel humor can be found in shows such as mock the week situational comedies and slapstick the self-irony and making audience the butt of the joke are still very characteristic of british stand-up comedy he added Throughout the Middle Ages, minstrels traveled between fairs, taverns, and baronial halls to entertain people with songs and stories. Although fictional minstrels are common in medieval literature, references to real-life performers are rare, and the Hege manuscript is am- among the first evidence of the life and work of a real minstrel. Wade, from Cambridge's English fa- faculty in Girton's College, said the most medieval poetry songs, story li- most of medieval poetry and song. Storytelling has been lost. Manuscripts often preserve relics of the high art, he continued. This is something else. It's mad and an offensive, but just as valuable. Stand-up comedy has always involved taking risks, and these texts are risky. They put fun at everyone, high and low. The text consists of a tailed rhyme, burlesque romance entitled The Hunting of the Hare, a mock sermon in prose, and an alternative nonsense verse, The Battle of Brackenwet. They are copied circa 1480 by Richard Heague, a household cleric and tutor to the Derbyshire family called the Shearbrookers, or Shearbrooks, from a now lost memory aid written by an unknown minstrel performing near the Derbyshire-Nottinghamshire border. Sorry, I should say Derbyshire-Nottinghamshire, they don't say shire. <laughs> Wade believed that Minstrel wrote part of his act down because in many nonsense sequences would have been extremely difficult to recall. He didn't give himself the kind of repetition or story trajectory which would have made things simpler to remember, Wade said. Here we have a self-made entertainer with very little education creating really original ironic material. To get an insight into someone like that from this period is incredibly rare and exciting. The hunting of the hare. The poem about peasants, full of jokes and absurd hijinks. Wade said, "One scene is reminiscent of Monty Python's killer rabbit of Kerbunag. What was it? What is it called? Caribonog? The rabbit. The rabbit killer of Monty Python.
1: He had a name. Yeah, killer <laughs> rabbit
0: of Kerbunag." Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't remember how this No, said the, ca-
1: the cave, the Canberran cave or something like that. Yeah. Cave of Canberran. The
0: sermon was. addresses the audience as cursed creatures and includes fragments from drinking songs. This is a minstrel telling his audience, perhaps people of very different social standing, to get drunk and be merry with each other, Wade said. The sermon also contained the first recorded use of the term red herring, where three kings is so much as... Twenty-four oxen burst out of their bellies, sword-fighting. The oxen chop each other up until they are reduced to three red herrings. The Battle of Brackenwet features Robin Hood as well as jousting bears, battling bumblebees and partying pigs. The poem names several villages close to Derbyshire and Nottinghamshire border, including a skillful demonstration of alternate alliterative verse and a clever double entendre. Wade said we shouldn't assume that popular entertainers weren't capable of poetic achievement. This minstrel clearly was. Wade's study is published on Wednesday in the Review of English Studies Journal. Okay, so go look at that if you want to actually read the whole study uh, on Wednesday. Oh, it is Wednesday today. So it has been been published in the Review of English Studies Journal, which you probably can't read unless you have your student and you have access to academic journals. But, you know... It's somewhere out there.
1: You can, you can I, post a link and see if they can open it.
0: <laughs> I, I always love when historians or I guess people who aren't historians are like, oh, everyone was stupid back in the day. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, if you're able to think about something, somebody 20,000 years ago was able to think of it. Our brains have not evolved that much. Yeah. If I, I'd say they devolved really. But
1: that, technology made us lazy and stupid. Really, they can, they people can are rhyme
0: words together, but they had no education. Yes, even a child can understand how a rhyme works. You don't need yeah. to go to freaking university to figure that out.
1: My favorite is Ancient Aliens, that, that show. It's like, it's impossible. Humans could have done this. Huh? <laughs> Why? I, I'm trying to figure out. We had nothing better to do. We didn't fucking sit around and watch TV all day. We didn't sit want and stare at our phones all day. We had shitloads of time. And people were like, hey, let's get a thousand people together to build a fucking bridge. Man, let's do that. And they would probably do it. And they probably didn't fight about it. Who fucking knows? They probably got along great. Yeah, Yeah. human development is not advanced, I don't think. You're right. There's no proof that we advanced at all. You know? We invented some
0: technology that made things easier, but it's not like they're completely new ideas that we never thought of, right? They are physical embodiments of ideas we already had. But we're like, what if we had a thing do it instead of us? And that's about it, so.
1: Well, we introduced the profit motive. That didn't exist 10,000 years ago. The profit (laughs) motive, we didn't have merchants going, well, let's raise prices here today. No, there was none of that. So we invented the profit motive and that's where inventions get driven because the ones that make us laziest make the most money. And that's the way it's been working. Yep. All right. This day in history, 1790, the United States established copyright law in 1790, May 31st. In 1819, Walt Whitman, the poet, famous poet, everybody knows Walt Whitman. Of course, if you're a United States educated person, you've never even heard of a Civil War. So, I'm just joking about our poor education (laughs) system, but only slightly. American poet, essayist Walt Whitman, who leaves of grass and was actually a nurse in the Civil War, uh, was born at this day in 1819 in Long Island, New York. 1889, considered one of the worst natural disasters in American history, the flood that ravaged Johnstown, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, caused more than 2,200 deaths. In 1909, the South African War, the Boer War, came to a close with the signing of the Peace of Vereen. It's got to be a a Belgian word, Viering, right? In 1910, coincidentally, Louis Louis Botha formed the first government of the Union of South Africa. So eight years later, Botha took his uh, place as the first apartheid guy. The Battle of Jutland, an encounter between British and German naval fleets in World War I, began. In 1921, the Tulsa Race Massacre began in Oklahoma as mobs of both African-Americans and whites descended on the courthouse where a black man who was accused of assaulting white women was being held in an ensuing violence. Tulsa's prosperous black neighborhood of green was destroyed and killed as many 300 people were killed, mostly African-Americans and this Speaking of poor American education system, if you grew up in America, you did not know about this.
0: Oh, yeah, I did not.
1: I had to learn about it in community college in the 1990s. Yep. (laughs) Community college in 1999, I had to learn about it. Something that happened in 1921 in the United States that killed 300 people. Meanwhile, stupid shit that killed one person is famous forever. Yeah. 1940. 1943, American Gridiron football uh, player Joe Namath was born in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. We're covering too many birthdays in this, what's in history. 1977, the Trans-Alaska Pipeline, which connected oil fields of Prudhoe Bay, northern Alaska, to Harbor and Valdez, was completed. 2005, it was publicly revealed that former FBI official Mark Felt was Deep Throat, the anonymous informant at the center of the Watergate scandal that led to Nixon resigning. In 2009, Milvina Dean, the last known person to have survived the sinking of the Titanic in 1912, died in Southampton, England. She was nine weeks old at the, at the time of the disaster, but she lived to be 97, so that's a long life. And another thing in this day that happened, Adolf Adolf Eichmann, if you asked him what he was doing this day in 1962, he would say, I'm just hanging around. On this day in 1962, the state of Israel hanged German official Adolf Eichmann, who had escaped from prison camp in 1946 and spent some 14 years in hiding for his part in the Nazi extermination of Jews. And birthdays today... Clint Eastwood was born in this day in 1930s. Clint Eastwood, happy 92nd birthday. Wow. 1947, John Bonham, British musician, drummer for Led Zeppelin, was born. 1943, we already covered Joe Namath. Prince Rainier of Monaco was born in this day in 1923. I guess he only made prints, huh? 1923, Ellsworth Kelly, American painter, sculptor, and printmaker was born day And what day is it today? You ask. I know you're curious. It is World Parrot Day. Oh wow. no! So repeat everything everybody else says all day long just to irritate them.
0: But, but in my pitched voice. voice.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
0: that.
1: <laughs> I give a I on yeah. It's also National Flip Flop Day. I, so yeah, I
0: have flip flop on. I did it.
1: So when somebody's talking like a parrot, take off your flip flops and throw it out.
0: The chancla. Yeah, don't not do that. The That's, chancla. That's violent.
1: <laughs> we do not condone violence. I am terribly sorry. It's National Autonomous Vehicle Day. I guess, I guess it's self-driving. Yes. It's not, okay. Wear your flip flops. Get in your self-driving car. Repeat everything that everybody says. National Senior Health and Fitness Day. That's every day, man. When you're senior, man, you better just keep going. That's about <laughs> it. Just keep moving. That's all there is to it. Something's catching you, right? As so, soon yeah, yeah, as the... soon
0: you stop moving, you will mummify.
1: Yeah. And that the guy with the, the, the hood and the scythe and the yeah. freaking, you know, he's got a big cold hand on your shoulder. Uh, keep yeah. moving. Keep moving, <laughs> man.
0: Ooh.
1: National Smile G- Days today. <laughs> Spinal? So, Smile.
0: Oh, smile. Okay. Well, Our we're already spinal, doing that. It
1: could be National Speak in Complete Sentences Day. So yeah, I do that as much as possible. Me, no talk, good. <laughs> World No Tobacco Day.
0: My whole life, I've been doing that.
1: <laughs> Here's another one. I can't pronounce. Necrotizing Fessitis Awareness Day. Necrotizing sounds like you're dead sounds
0: it? like it's something that causes your flesh to die when you get bit yeah. by it. That's what that sounds like.
1: Uh, yeah, I really want to be aware of that. I'd rather be I'd rather be on board with National Macaroon Day myself.
0: Yeah, that sounds uh, great.
1: And National Utah Day is also today. And National Save Your Hearing Day. <laughs> did you hear did you get that? National Save Your Hearing Day? Huh? So Sorry? don't be a parent. What did uh, you say? Uh, probably. Get
0: really loud. <laughs> What did you say? Listen to rock music, incredible at thirty freaking decibels or something? Is that what you said?
1: Hey. <laughs> huh? <laughs> that is it today. That is all the days. There's way too many of them to remember, but I will remember nac- National Macaroon Day, hopefully at the opportune time when I'm near one. Yeah. That,
0: All right, this has been Allison here from Europe. Excited to find out what's going to happen next with our refugees and our strategic awakening. Defend our borders against mostly Russia because they're really the only threat here. And I will see you tomorrow. Some more news on Thursday.
1: And Roger actually had no news from the United States today. On Weird Wednesday may the last day of may 2023 may 31st 2023 on before coffee be sure to hit the like subscribe and notify buttons and follow our other channels toxic alley history of gravy and scratchy old records